0: I grew up in a very large family, five brothers
1: and one sister. This is Claire Bennett, chief customer officer at IHG Hotels and Resorts. All we could afford was to drive around the
0: United States and the most important thing for us at that time, well, one was for me to get away from my brothers after being in a car most of the day. But the second thing was free breakfast, free food and a pool, right?
2: The classic roadside motel, a couple of queen-sized beds, continental breakfast, and a little extra space for the kids to blow off some steam after riding in the family station wagon all day.
0: The needs of the traveler back then, as as we were just starting to get to interstate travel, was that.
1: But we've come a long way from the days when the roadside motel was king. Nowadays, families, at the very least, expect strong Wi-Fi in every room key card locks, and a flat screen with streaming services at the ready.
2: And clearly not all travelers are even on a family vacation, which is to say different types of travelers may want different amenities or the same traveler may want different things depending on the occasion.
0: When I was a mom with young kids, let's be honest, a little room service and a bathrobe, I was good to go. I'm traveling with my girlfriends, I'm in another mode. Sometimes I've traveled all night and I'm showing up in Asia for a business meeting,
1: very different mode. When Claire's on vacation with her girlfriends, she might head straight for the spa or the pool deck for some sun. But when she's hopping off a red eye, she might just be hoping to go to her suite, draw the blinds and get some peace and quiet. People want to be taken care of.
0: You've got food and beverage, you've got supply chain, it's design, it's
1: financial services.
2: Basically, a good hotel is like 10 different industries rolled into one.
1: Which means that the travel industry as a whole is like a thousand industries rolled into one. And in the last few years, as travelers' priorities have shifted, it's only gotten more complex to cater to their needs.
2: Since the pandemic began, Claire says travelers have expected more and more and more from the travel industry.
1: Yeah, people have been cooped up. Travelers are dealing with endless delays at the airport or train station. So, by the time they get to their destination, they don't really want to fend for themselves.
0: As we think about the travel industry, it is ever changing, and it must change to bend to the
2: needs of what our guests want and need. And so the question becomes with more complexity than ever before, how exactly can travel companies keep up?
0: That's sort of the magic of combining data with the human touch.
1: I'm Elise Hu.
2: And I'm Josh Klein.
1: And this is Built for Change, a podcast from Accenture. Josh, so how has the way you've traveled kind of changed over the years?
2: I'm one of those travelers that likes to keep everything in a tiny backpack about the size of a loaf of bread. Mm. And then I had kids, (laughs) and uh, now I pack approximately a small universe every time.
1: (laughs) For me, something I really get a bee in my bonnet about is when there's not enough outlets, In a hotel room? Like, I really need enough outlets.
2: Yeah, different people want different things.
1: Yeah, yeah. It really is all about all of those moments along the way that might seem really small, but can sometimes make or break your whole trip.
2: Yeah, and businesses need to find ways to make all those experiences flow together seamlessly and live up to all the expectations of the modern and future traveler.
1: It's going to be a big challenge for travel, hospitality, and aviation companies moving into the future. So today we'll talk with two companies who are adapting to the ever-changing travel landscape. They're finding ways to personalize the travel experience for their customers, using technology to light the way forward.
3: The travel industry has seen disruption, unlike many others, and they've always bounced back. This
1: is Emily Weiss, Global Travel Industry Lead at Accenture.
3: I mean, if you think back to 9-11, you think back to, you know, the financial crisis, it's not as if the travel industry is inexperienced with significant disruption. And
1: as we all know, recently, disruption has been putting travel companies to
3: the test. So there's been an increase in jet fuel prices and there's rising interest rates and energy costs and all the delays at the airports and the cancellations. Whether you're a frequent
1: flyer or not, you're probably familiar with the disappointment of having to wait a couple extra hours at the airport or even paying more than you'd like to for a ticket or a hotel room. And all of this results from larger patterns of volatility, like inflation and global conflict. But Emily says travel companies historically have been good at adapting.
3: I can't compare the pandemic to 9-11. I can't compare the pandemic to the financial crisis either. But what they do have in common is they've demonstrated the resiliency of this industry and the ability to react.
1: Looking at the past few decades, from security procedures to health and safety measures, we've watched the travel industry reinvent itself to align with the new normal each time a new normal emerges. And the latest research from Accenture shows that adaptability to evolving consumer behaviors and emerging technology is going to be key as these industries move forward and learn to
3: serve the new modern traveler. The other side of it is who are these new travelers? So you've heard a lot about the digital nomad? You've heard of them, people who can live and
1: work anywhere in the world as long as they have a laptop and a strong Wi-Fi signal. We also have the bleisure traveler. That's the blending of business and leisure. Even when these travelers are on a work trip, they want to be able to add a little spontaneity and even luxury to their agenda. But Emily also says there's a broader shift in values that's driving people to get out and explore again.
3: I think the other big thing we're seeing is it's not just about let me out and let me go see the world that I haven't seen for two years. But there was a cultural or maybe a mental shift of people saying, I value experiences and time with people and loved ones over things. And travel is the best way to do that.
1: People are flying to meet up with college pals they haven't seen in years or splurging on a destination wedding. More than ever, people are looking to make the most of life, which makes it all the more disheartening when things go wrong. Like if an airline doesn't have enough pilots available for a handful of scheduled flights, that might result in... Being rebooked
3: onto flights 11 hours later.
1: And then missing happy hour with those friends you've been dying
3: to catch up with. Or when we think about the hotels, right? We're having problems with housekeeping and, and food and beverage.
1: Imagine you finally get to the hotel for your weekend refresh trip and you find out your room won't be ready for hours because the hotel is overbooked
3: and understaffed. The travelers really, they, they just don't have the tolerance for that kind of disruption. The consumer demands have increased so much and that they're expecting the travel companies to respond to those needs. Travel companies need to really start managing their costs and being more agile, being more flexible.
1: Today's travelers spent so long with virtually no travel
3: options. So
1: having that element of choice is important to them. Can they choose what time housekeeping comes? Can they opt for a late checkout? Can they choose a flight with a reduced carbon footprint? But the reality is travel companies are dealing with staffing shortages and squeezed resources. So Emily says it's extremely important to be transparent with guests. Give them advance notice if late checkout isn't available. Even be transparent about the environmental impacts
3: of their service or stay. The more visibility that travelers have, the greater their decisions are going to be on sustainable options.
1: All right, but with industry turmoil, a squeeze on resources, and more needs to be met, how exactly are companies supposed to be keeping up?
3: Look at your entire enterprise, and leverage the data, leverage the technology, migrate to the cloud. We're talking about a total
1: enterprise reinvention. That means travel companies need to take a close look at all of their systems, from customer booking to employees clocking in and out to processing cancellations and other requests, and make sure they're all working together to meet customer demands.
3: We could use predictive analytics to be able to match the supply and demand with the change in housekeeping schedules. You don't have to clean a room first thing in the morning, right? You just don't have to do that anymore.
1: Because instead of having their room cleaned first thing in the morning, some people would rather sleep in. By investing in predictive analytics, AI-enabled customer service, and cloud databases, travel companies can get more bang for their buck, offering more personalized services to their travelers faster and finding ways to use their
3: resources most efficiently. Another example of where you can leverage technology in the travel industry is the metaverse.
1: What if there were a way to scope out the full layout of your suite at a hotel or explore which resort you want to visit before you even
3: book? If you have travelers who are trying to select a property or a resort, you can use the technology of the metaverse and VR and AR to be able to show the different locations to help make a selection.
1: But the longer travel companies wait to implement AI and cloud technology into their day-to-day operations, the more opportunities they lose to create positive experiences and cultivate loyalty in their customers. Accenture Research shows that only 30% of travel companies are tapping into cloud technology at scale,
3: and it's costing them big time. Without being in the cloud, there are some limitations. So sometimes it's cost, sometimes it's capability, sometimes it's ability to innovate, sometimes it's ability to move at speed. Investing
1: in these technologies sets up travel companies to create these moments that can make every step of a journey as a traveler feel seamless. So they can spend less time concerned about disruptions and logistics and more time enjoying themselves so that next time they know exactly who they want to book with. And if travel companies can do that by infusing technology into their core with the consumer's expectations in mind, then they will be fully ready to both keep their customers satisfied and weather any future disruptions
3: in the industry. We just recently did a consumer survey here at Accenture. And when asked about the impact of, you know, the pending recession and inflation, and is that going to change your consumer buying behaviors, travel did not drop.
1: That's right. Even in the midst of what feels like crisis after crisis, people still want to explore, to have experiences in familiar and faraway places with the people they care about. So now's the time to tap into the resilience that's built into the travel industry's DNA, prioritize these new technologies and step into the
3: future. I just think that the constant nature of change is requiring the travel companies to constantly be adapting and to be more flexible. I look at it and say that I have a lot of cautious optimism. I think that travel companies adapted a lot. They're in a much better place than they were three years ago, but there's still quite a lot of work to do.
2: planning a trip is super complex. There's just so many <laughs> logistics to, to have to juggle. I mean, for sure. what, what has changed for you in planning travel?
1: Well, when I was little, there were this thing called travel agents.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And now everything is, has gone digital. We're juggling a bunch of apps at once. Like you've got choices now, yeah. but the complexity comes with it.
1: But it seems like the straightest path through all of this complexity and potential for travel disruption these days mm-hmm. is actually through technology.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My trip's not going to happen unless these apps are personalized to me. Mm-hmm. They kind of know what I'm going to need to plan my trip before I do. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So now let's go back to Claire Bennett to learn more about how IHG is personalizing their guest experience and how they bring technology into the process.
0: The guest traveling right now is a different kind of guest than we'll have in a normal course of business.
1: Remember the digital nomad, the leisure traveler? All of these new types of guests are incorporating travel into their work and their lives in ways that the industry has never seen before. So in order to keep up, Claire and her team at IHG embarked on a total refresh of everything they have to offer. The way that they build out the entire guest and employee experience. They started by looking at what their guests valued.
0: How do we take the quality to the next level? What are people saying they like about the
1: brands? What do they like about the food and beverage? All those things. Once Claire's team had a handle on that data, they saw that their guests valued things like wellness, sustainability, and authentic experiences.
0: They're very different customer journeys, but each one of them is sort of
1: rich with data and rich with content. IHG's future app functionality will be driven by these insights from customers and designed to give them the types of choices and control they want quickly and conveniently. For example, if you're an exercise nut, their app will recommend a gym with stationary bikes. The company is even starting to home in on how they could appeal specifically to the traveler who wants to be totally immersed in the city they're visiting to learn about its history and roots. The design in that
0: property is sort of infused with the story. You know, if this had been a former factory that we transformed into a property, it'll tell you the story of that factory and the people's lives that were transformed.
1: By looking at all of this data, the company was able to figure out who their travelers really were, what they needed, or how their needs may change depending on what kind of trip they're on, what budget they have, basically depending on what travel mode they're in. Instead of coming up with a one-size-fits-all solution, IHG has 17 different hotel brands.
0: It's making sure that whatever space that people are operating in,
1: that we have something for them. This level of personalization helped Claire's team deliver one-of-a-kind experiences to their guests. That was particularly important for keeping their loyalty members, well, loyal. IHG's loyalty program has over 100 million enrollments. These are people who travel quite a bit for business But they still wanted to see more from IHG
0: Real payoffs and perks Richer benefits, exceptional choice,
1: dynamic pricing Think upgrades and add-ons that are specific to the individual traveler's journey A suite with a special view or a few extra treatments at the spa Members with elevated status can even enjoy special perks like a discount on tickets to see their favorite soccer team or music festival passes.
0: The passion points for people who love to travel tend to be, you know, music, dining, design, those sorts of things.
1: Claire's team used data about their loyalty members' experiences and preferences to revamp their loyalty program and give those travelers access to options that let them personalize their trip.
0: And I think we had an opportunity to do that in a way that allows them to make the choice and puts the control back with them.
1: But how does a guest take control? How do they tell the hotel, hey, I really enjoyed all the meals during my stay this week or next time I'd really like a room with a better workspace? Well, it's yet another moment in the company's journey when focusing in on the technology became critical. We always had a pretty good app. It was an
0: award-winning app, but it hadn't been updated in a long time.
1: Think about when you're traveling. You probably spend a fair amount of time on your phone, reading about the neighborhood you're staying in, making dinner reservations, even booking your hotel. So when it came to transforming their app, Claire's team needed it to both look good and function smoothly.
0: Is it something that I want to engage in? Hospitality should be sexy and cool, but it also should give you some facts. You know, is there a fitness center? All of those things. So it's really got to work pretty hard in terms of, you know, giving you comfort in your booking.
1: Now, with their redesigned app, every moment of a guest's journey, from choosing how to spend their loyalty points to booking a dream vacation at their favorite hotel, is enjoyable and engaging, centered around the customer's comfort and their choice. If it is
0: a moment that matters, how do we make it as brilliant as possible? And how do we enable that through technology? And how do we
1: enable that
0: at a personal level?
1: Claire says that IHG knows the industry will continue to change. And instead of shying away from change on their transformation journey, they're turning insights into action by harnessing the data at their fingertips, combining it with new technologies and pushing the boundaries of what they have to offer. The
0: opportunity to think about the customer more broadly is what I was excited about, asking the questions and watching our guests in action, seeing what matters to them.
2: It's amazing how IHG's guests have so many great options right now and, and that they're really doubling down on that personalization. You know, those those options are tailored to fit their guests' needs.
1: Yeah. I think had they not gotten to know their guests through all this data, Mm -hmm. they couldn't have so specifically appealed to them. Yeah.
2: Technology was a big part of that. For sure. And it goes to show what can happen when travel companies roll with the punches and just keep trying to innovate. Mm -hmm. Even if that means bringing new technology into existing legacy systems and especially taking risks.
1: Take those risks. Exactly. So now we'll turn to another legacy travel company, this time from outside the hospitality space. An airline that's got their eye on how their customers' needs are changing. And they're coming up with innovative ways to deliver a first-class flying experience.
4: How a plane looks like, it doesn't change so much. It's still, uh, if you want to to paint a picture of a plane, it still looks actually the same.
1: That's Steven Zott, chief financial officer at Air France KLM. He started at the company over 20 years ago, in the early 2000s. And he says that even though the appearance of a plane hasn't changed much, the flying experience has come a long
4: way. When I started at KLM, actually we still had paper tickets and we had a very big factory where hundreds of people were working just to process all these tickets.
1: Remember when every traveler received a booklet filled with all their boarding passes for each leg of their journey? And the main in-flight entertainment option was a selection of radio stations that you could flip through on your armrest? It was a very analog passenger experience. And Stephen says the -the behind-the-scenes operations were analog, too.
4: When I started at engine and Maintenance, for every task we had to repair a plane, we had what we call a task card.
1: Picture a physical card for making note of each and every repair and piece of maintenance that a plane might need from day to day.
4: So there was somebody who was having the task, performing it, signs off on it, and then somebody else is checking it and signs off on it again.
1: It was a lot of boxes to check and it allowed room for human error, which inevitably caused delays on the tarmac while a piece of machinery got fixed. In the last 20 years, since Steven started working at Air France KLM, yes, the plane still looks the same on the outside, but technology has changed so much of how we fly. Now we have online check-in, e-tickets delivered straight to our smartphones, and touchscreens on the back of every headrest. And plane maintenance has gone through a digital transformation of its own.
4: That has all been digitized, and we have one system which is interconnected through internet on which every task which is performed is registered.
1: Now, instead of keeping maintenance orders on paper tickets, every single instance of maintenance or repair is logged by engineers in the online system where everyone can
4: see it. Those parts are continuously repaired and exchanged, and with the blockchain, actually we are able to track down what what has been the history of such a part.
1: Blockchain is like a digital stamp, a unique identifier for all of those hundreds of thousands of airplane parts that are constantly being repaired. Having access to all that data means engineers can look closely at how each of the aircraft's parts are running and use analytics to spot problems before they even happen. And especially in our modern travel environment that is struggling with worker shortages and a surge in travelers, this innovation is as important as ever.
4: So this is still a business which can be smelly in terms of kerosene, but it is really a highly digitized environment, despite the fact it is not uh, in Silicon Valley.
1: And speaking of that kerosene, KLM's next big innovation frontier is, you guessed it, sustainable travel.
4: People just want to fly in a way which has less impact for our planet. We have clearly defined what we call a trajectory to zero emissions. But that zero emissions takes a lot of time. It takes till 2050. There are already big steps which we can make quickly.
1: One of those steps is to swap out older planes with newer, more fuel-efficient models.
4: We need to continue this trajectory because at the end it's the easiest way to reduce our footprint on this planet.
1: The good news is that developments in sustainable aviation fuel are already in the works.
4: We are using now cooking oil waste. You can actually refine it again to make it suitable to fly on it.
1: But Steven is most excited about the possibility for solar electricity to power airplanes.
4: We are actually just in the infancy phase to develop that. Other airlines are following us, so we are not the only one, but I think this is the only way to go.
1: And maybe counterintuitively, Air France KLM, an airline company, is working to combat emissions by urging travelers to take the train when a flight isn't required. I know, surprising. But they're doing so in a way that makes sense for their business.
4: So we have a partnership now with the French railway. We have other European railway companies on which we have contracts to make sure that for the short haul in Europe, we can connect the big cities actually to Paris or to Amsterdam.
1: Travelers can choose to take a train for one leg of their journey or a shorter flight with fewer emissions. They can decide exactly how much their trip adds to their carbon footprint. Because here's the thing. When it comes to sustainability, the future traveler will have strict expectations. So businesses need to prepare for those expectations now.
4: We already invest today in the planes. We already invest now to take our commitment on the sustainable aviation fuel. If you don't implement these kind of technologies yourself, you will be forced to it.
1: From meeting customer demands to leading the way in sustainable tech developments, airline companies need to examine just how deep their investments in technology and science can go in order to cater to their customers and safeguard our global resources.
4: If we can make this a sustainable industry where people are happy to move themselves around the world on a sustainable way, I think we are getting there. We are heading in the right direction, I think. So I'm very excited to to be part of that.
2: So after the pandemic, I know there was a lot of talk about the death of travel, but that doesn't seem to have happened. It seems like people are traveling, if anything, just as much as before.
1: Did you have a travel boom moment where you were just itching to get on planes again?
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
1: I do have so much wanderlust, but I am so much more aware these days of my carbon footprint. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it seems like airlines are finding ways to cater to that.
2: Yeah. All kinds of travel companies really have to start paying attention to what people want that's different than before and, and. making those options available.
1: Yeah. Air France KLM is really doing that. Mm. That flexibility in responding to change is critical, especially now.
2: Exactly. So to learn more about the trends in today's episode, check out Accenture.com slash built for change. There you can find out how top travel companies are embracing this new era of travel and growing their businesses. Thank you to Accenture's Emily Weiss. And to Claire Bennett and Stephen Zott for talking to us.
1: Built for Change is a podcast from Accenture.
2: More episodes are coming soon. Follow, subscribe, and if you
4: like what you hear, leave us a review.